just like a marriage, you have to put in the work. Friendships is, it could happen organically, but to sustain it, you have to put in time, you have to put in energy to it. It's an exchange. It's not only taking, you gotta give also. Hey everybody, welcome back to Women Friends. I'm Janine, your host. Thanks for being here. I'm super excited to bring you today's guest. We have Isabel Alert on the show. She is the author and creator of inwrittenword.com and she has some brilliant essays and memoirs out about our favorite topic, friendship. Today we're going to talk about the courage that it takes to sit down and evaluate your actions in friendship. Like When's the last time you really sat down and took an inventory of the way you've behaved in friendships? You know, it's really easy, a little too easy for us to sit back and sort of complain or to feel left out or to focus on the wrongs that we've been done or to just feel slighted in some way or even just mildly ignored by friends. But what it really requires of us if we're being honest with ourselves is that we have to look closely at how we have behaved. So my guest today, Isabel Alert, she published an essay about friendship that I think is totally courageous, where she lays out all the things that she recognized that she did wrong in friendships and how she eventually started to recognize that she was being excluded from stuff because she isolated herself. And then she realized that she was missing out on some really big milestones and major crises even of the people in her life. And she had to build it back up. So I'm really excited to bring this conversation to you. It's so lovely and intimate and I'm thrilled that I got to meet her. And I think you're gonna really love what she has to say. Stick around. Isabel Alert. I hope I'm saying that yeah. properly. Welcome Great to job. Women Welcome to Women Friends. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I, th- I think it's so beautiful how you and I have connected, which was through a common friend who was a prior guest on the show. So uh Lisandra, God bless her. She I'm so happy she travels the world and meets amazing people all over the place. So that she can bring us together. It's so nice. She's incredible. And she has a good intuition because definitely um, we have a lot to talk about, a lot of topics, and I'm so happy um, the subject matters that you cover. I think too often we don't talk out loud. We might behind closed doors, but it's definitely a conversation worth having. Well, thank you. Thank you for saying that. And thank you for valuing it because I know um, friendship and the um, not just the pretty parts of friendship like there's a lot of really cute memes going around on the internet about uh, you know what's my bestie does this or it, it, it but it's the it's the it's the it's the ugly parts that you know the vulnerable parts that when we when we speak up and say oh my gosh I may be not that good at this yeah that make and us... with everything being virtual you're definitely getting tested <laughs> Um, to your point, like sometimes just creating these cute videos for each other is not really being present for each other. 
Well, let's tell the people what you do. You are an author and you have, you're the creator of inwrittenword.com. Yes. So it's, it's a blog and, and a passion project um, that started with personal essays, but really I wanted to create an environment to just talk about various topics, um, about my personal stories, but definitely um, opening a community where people could just talk about different topics, what's top of mind. Um, we all have a lot going on and there's definitely a narrative um, in our daily stories. And I just wanted to create a platform where people felt comfortable, um, not just to read my story, but also to tell their stories. So I'm, I'm very happy about that. Well, it's beautiful. And the way that I became aware of you was because of you were reading one of your essays on Instagram Live, which is amazingly courageous <laughs> to just go live. <laughs> and I want to ask you about that in a few minutes. <clears throat> but your essay, Learning to Be a Friend, did you publish that just like around the, the late November or has that been actually published for a while? That's correct. Uh, it was a relaunch. I originally had published it in 2018, and I did a relaunch um, in, in November um, because um, with the pandemic and everything that was going on, it was top of mind. Um, like we were saying, like you see your relationships shifting and you start questioning, are you really there for the people you care about? And I just wanted to relaunch that while it was top of mind with everything that was going on, I was like, we need to talk about this again. Totally, <laughs> totally. Well, you talked about in your essay, um, and if people want to check it out, you can read it or, or you can you can hear watch you reading it um, on it's it's now uh, lives permanently on your blog um, in writtenword.com. But in it, um, you talked about like waking up and realizing you uh, with your schedule and your husband, you guys have been living in a bubble. Yes. And so what, what was, what did that bubble look like? And how do you think that that, that blocked you from letting people in or keeping people away? So I know right now the word bubble is so relevant, but literally it felt like we lived in a bubble pre-pandemic because <laughs> mm. uh, we were so busy with work schedules, um, goals that we were creating for ourselves. And we weren't carving time for other people um I think we took it for granted that we we could always um, make time for people later later and then now we're in a pandemic and you're you're craving it because you're taking it uh, for granted um and then you went to these occasional brunches these occasional lunches and you were just going through motions then really like enjoying the time that you had with your friends um and and definitely um i just felt sometimes we would cancel because work was sucking up so much of our time literally saturdays and sundays i want to veg <laughs> right <laughs> i just want to tune off i just don't even want to bother getting dressed and i i was canceling like people would be in town and I was canceling unless it's like really somebody to travel from out of state that's not here I I would make time okay let's hang out because the person doesn't live here but these were so far 
um, between that um, you just realized that you were just going through the motion and just you and the husband just getting by the days, mm -hmm. but not really enjoying ourselves. Um, where I, cause I have been a canceler in my past, you know, just, and and, I, and it's a real recent revelation for me to um, like make the commitment and be like, dude, you're sticking to this. Like, you're not, you're not gonna wiggle out of it just because you're feeling a little uncomfortable or you have cramps the day that it comes like, you're you're doing this and it's yeah. it's it's a it's like a new muscle to exercise you know and get stronger Definitely. what kinds of things would you so and then there, there's like this um cycle of rationalizing in your mind like oh she won't care it's fine she's not gonna did you do that too and that's another thing i really i did that so much that i didn't realize i was missing big moments in my friend's life and it, it it's slowly even if for me well part of the story was like I started reaching out to my friends to find out what was going on in my head was really happening but mm. I started feeling like rifts in our relationship because there were life-altering things happening to them those quiet moments that we all go through that life is just hard <laughs> yeah. and I was missing those moments um and then it started becoming bigger moments um sisters siblings having cancer and they're going through it they're not talking about it and without realizing it I'm not there thinking like I'm just you know I'll call her later I'll call it and they're going through all of this and I'm not aware because I'm not there. Or you don't realize that people start saying like, you know, you're, yeah, like they're starting to lose that reflex of calling you for stuff. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going through something just because you're always canceling. Yeah. Um, so that was major for me. <laughs> that was major. Yeah, it's it's heavy like it's the small little things and then it starts building up into bigger things you know so that must be a harsh realization um i don't think i ever experienced it that acutely but i think i sort of woke up six months or a year down the line and, and what I started having to ask myself like is that why she stopped calling me is that why we don't hang out anymore because i was a piece of shit yeah yeah did anybody ever call you out on it directly? Yeah. But me saying it and then it kind of made them comfortable to tell me how they felt about it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was, I was going to get into asking about what, what has happened in your social life um, within your circle of friends since you started publicly writing and speaking about friendship and divulging these very, very tender moments and very yes. private thoughts and, <laughs> you know, vulnerabilities, which is, amen, thank you for doing that. That's brave and beautiful and sets an example for other people. So how have people received it in your life? So you, you get a mixed bag. So you, you get people are like, uh, it puts, they, they're not ready to go there with you. Uh, it puts them off. 
or you get people that like, thank you for saying this. Actually, this, all right, for me, um, in general, it's been about, thank you for saying it's okay to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. That's been the majority of the responses. Like, I've been feeling this for so long. I'm so happy to see somebody talk about it. Um, and it's also been while you, while you're in that process, you're also doing some reviewing of certain relationships. Um, to your point, make, like going out, part of it, I wasn't making an effort, but part of it, you were starting to realize that you were um, having relationships with people who were draining you. And that's why you didn't want to go out. You were just mixing with the wrong crowd. Yeah. Um, friends shouldn't feel like they're draining you. That's, you have to do this like self-assessment. Is this a relationship worth um, putting energy and fostering? Because if you're leaving a place you're drained, there's, your energies are not compatible. Um, so, so for me, the stories, the reactions, um, at first I took it personal. Um, as a writer, you, you sit with a story for so long, and then when you put it out, you realize it's no longer yours. And part of the process of it was that you realize their reaction is not so much towards you, but it's their story, mm -hmm. their interpretation. Um, people start personalizing the story and their reaction is their way of telling their, their point of views. So it's starting to be really, as a writer, you're an observer at first to write a story, but there's another phase of observations, just seeing people's reactions, how they're making this story theirs. Um, and for a lot of my friendships, those that I really treasure, it just solidified. It opened a channel that wasn't there before. No, I have friends pitching me stories. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which is amazing. Um, and, and a lot of them have been encouraging me, uh, reaching out to other people, telling them, like, you need to read this. Um, because you, you think that you're going through something alone. And it's amazing to find out how many more stories, how many people are going through the same thing. Um, so yeah, it's been a, a really amazing experience for me. That's beautiful. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad that people held you safe and, um, and that you were able to go through that painful process of, of the sorting and then eliminating where necessary. Um, I wanted to get back to that because I was having a little bit of an aha moment as you were speaking that a lot of the times in my past when I would keep a commitment, it was so fueled by uh, fear of being um, that particular person, I'm going to keep this commitment because they're going to, they are going to never forgive me. And that was like fear and guilt and <clears throat> that behavior in and of itself was draining. And then when you like, do put your energy into something like that 
um, you maybe don't have the energy left to commit to those people who who aren't going to give you, you know, a hard time Black about, about it. it. Right. Um, so it's so wild. So those people who were quiet and didn't call you out on, on, you know, your disappearing, um, you know, they were the ones that really probably needed you and me, you know, I have those people too. So it's so, wow. That's a really big lesson. Um, so you started to touch on it and I know the like the tagline on your website is um this is silence is not this is not silence is not tolerated here what I have it written down what is it it's so silence it's, is not an option silence is not an option right, right. narrative so yeah. talk about that what does that mean to you like the importance <laughs> of speaking up there's we feel that our stories are not worth being told. There's a validation that we don't think we are worthy of. Um, and the amazing thing is, yeah, some of your stories might be exceptional. Some of your stories might be the same. Some of your stories might be different. But I guarantee you, your perspective is uni unique, and that's your narrative. We could be in the same room, seeing, looking at the same thing, and your perspective and mine are completely different. Um, so to me, everybody's story is worthy of being told. Um, I think a lot of times we are shamed into like, Maybe I don't have something special and people keep it inside, but you'll be amazed that you already have a community that's craving to hear your story, to relate, to reach out to you. Um, and, and that's it, it's, it's a conversation. Uh, it's not about having it figured out. Your story could be messy. You don't have some big, like, inspirational ending to put to it. Sometimes it's just opening a conversation. It's a question mark so that, am I the only one feeling this out here? Can we talk about it? <laughs> right, right. Um, oh. and, and that's the thing. And that's what I wanna encourage people because um, people amaze me. Like it, they amaze me. Like um, it's part of, why you're friends with people is part of why the pandemic and not being able to like interact with people is so much because you crave those conversations you crave to to hear what's going on with other people um and that you're 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 not an island other people get you <laughs> right right oh Everything you're saying is so, so, so exquisite. I mean, it's so inspirational too. I mean, for, for someone out there who is like, oh, I always wanted to write something. I always thought about having my own blog. Like you can do it. You can do yeah. it. It is free. It is. You yeah. just set it up. You just start writing. Put and it if out there. writing is not your thing, start a book club. There are certain topics that you like gather three, four, five people and just talk about it. Like 
or video or there's so many different ways of expressing yourself to me i'm so big about expressing yourself because you have a voice your narrative is actually your voice you know whichever channel you choose to to express that narrative let it out <laughs> amen um so talk about how your community of friends and uh fans clearly encouraged you to do the instagram live readings um so it actually came from a friend of mine who who said we want to see you <laughs> mm. why don't you try it out it doesn't have to be like a show like to your point like sometimes i thought oh it has to be like talk show format they're like no read your stories mm. they want to hear your voice um and and that so i felt really good it did I, and i expected like tops two of my friends to show up um but we've been having a, a big turnaround every time we've had a live chat i recently had one with my sister and you just see that natural progression of people reading the blog and actually coming with questions uh, they want to share their impressions of the stories um and there's so many more activities that spring out of it afterwards um just to continue the conversations and there's new stories that are developing from those conversations so i wanted to put a face behind the pen <laughs> and people's responses have been amazing i think it's brilliant and and you're lovely to to watch and listen to and so it's like it's it is like a nice it's a nice way to spend an intimate you feel like it's still intimate though it's like a nice way to spend the evening you know um but so you've talked about your upbringing and you grew up in haiti yes yeah in the capital of haiti and port-au-prince born and raised <laughs> cool it sounds like you also had um a strict parents that kind of can you talk about those sure that i covered that your... in this story um right. part of the challenge of building friendships was they didn't let me go out <laughs> uh, my parents were were quite strict and there's a number of factors um even for them the way they were raised they had to be chaperoned um they were a progression from their own experience um and also there was a lot of social and polit political upheavals in haiti um so and security was like a big factor um but that definitely served um as a challenge just to build relationships um but i always say your family are your first introduction um to building relationships and friendships so i observed my siblings and my parents who had different temperaments my father was a big social bird um you couldn't go anywhere <laughs> without somebody shouting at you um either my dad's name or his shop he had an electronic store so random people in the streets would just shout at me um <laughs> and my dad is just very charismatic since he was young he was part of like soccer club and tennis club and 
social uh, community uh, activities. He, um, he got along with everybody. My mom was more shy and reserved. Um, and, um, you know, like me, like, like books. Um, and then with the insecurity in the country, she started getting a little bit more paranoid. Um, I think also as women, we had a little bit, um, there was society pressures for women of certain ways you have to act in society. Um, so all of these things were, were factors, but definitely I have a, I realize now I have a little bit of either one of my parents and me, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I speak about that. Like I'm a, uh, introvert extrovert. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are using these days, but I totally yeah. get it. I could go outside, love, enjoy, and then I need time to resource, like <laughs> go yeah. back and just like re-energize myself. Mm -hmm. I can't be on all the time. I need time for reflection. Um, so I've tried to um, find that balance, but definitely when you're in your teenage years, you're building an identity. You thought there was something wrong with you or you, you didn't want to commit to certain friendships because you couldn't show up. I couldn't go out, go to sleepovers. So a lot of friends were like falling by the wayside over the years because I couldn't commit. Um, oh, that's like echo, echo <laughs> from what we first started talking about. It's crazy. Wow. And then when you go to college, you're used it for me, like by the time I was going, like people coming in and out of my life did not mean much to me. Like I, I didn't feel bad if I lost some, like somebody was no longer my friend. Cause I was so used to like people coming in and out or they're like, Oh, I can't hang with you. Cause you can't hang with me. Mm -hmm. So I didn't take it personal anymore. Um, mm -hmm. And, and that was another learning curve for me because then you're starting to look around you and you're like, who do you, who do you trust? Who do you talk to? Who do you like, when you need help, do you even know who's the first person you're going to call? Um, yeah. And yeah. yeah. And then you're like, okay, I need to start building foundations here because I can't pretend that I can do this alone anymore. Like I, I need a community around me. And there were some people that, whether in the past that you're like, man, I miss this person. Like that person would have been great right now in my life. And then you just need to get out of yourself and like be vulnerable and, and, and be okay that you do need people that, um, people bring a lot of richness in your life. Uh, there's people we have natural connections with, but just like a marriage, you have to put in the work. Friendships is, it could happen organically, but to sustain it, you have to put in time, you have to put in energy to it. It's an exchange. It's not only taking, you got to give also. And um, yeah, I started developing these amazing friendships and, and 
um, knowing who was who you wanted to there are some people you're like i i'm i'm willing to do whatever it takes i'll take a bullet i'll mm. <laughs> the the person could even be beyond they become a sister a family member um and and yeah it, it was a lot of growth <laughs> wow so what's happening right now for you in um in Miami right um or what and what's happening like generally in the city overall how are things like real shut down again like they were at the beginning of the pandemic or no to me I feel Miami was closed for the first month and then we've been open ever since mm -hmm. <laughs> um but to your point I uh I moved down to Miami from New York pre-pandemic and literally like six months after we were all sent home to work from home. So I didn't really get to establish relationships or get to like uh, know the city that much. So developing um, relationships was really hard. Wow. Um, I must say I'm blessed right now. I've developed friendships with amazing women. Mm -hmm. um, that's another thing. I think when I was younger, probably I hung out with a lot of male cousins. Um, I didn't have a lot of girlfriends. And I find it's now in adulthood that uh, I'm having more and more uh, friendships with women that are indispensable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How did it, you do it in a new city? Where you? So some of them really were friends from uh, Haiti who also moved to Miami. Mm. They would bring in other friends and it just started snowballing like that. You're just meeting people through other people. Mm -hmm. uh, we make conscientious eff like efforts to meet up, whether it's for yoga, coffee. <laughs> like we... Yeah we're very deliberate at mm -hmm. carving time for each other That's and key, right it's been amazing um isa when did you get married i got married in 2018. oh nice um, <laughs> i'm a newbie oh, oh that's so sweet um i when i'm thinking to myself and i talk about this sometimes with lady friends um how Okay, so we get married. I don't know if you had a, a fair number of guy friends prior to getting married. Yes. But like that kind of changes, right? And so, I, you know, I have, I have a girlfriend who's like, I love hanging out with guys. And like all of a sudden, half the population is unavailable to me to hang out with. And it would be inappropriate or something. Is it, is it, it, it looks like it's not if our husbands are evolved and, you know, progressive and they want us to have a social life. But it, like, would you hang out with a dude? Just you got like, would you go out for coffee with a guy? You know, <laughs> like it's so weird, right? So the funny thing, so probably some of my longest friends in terms of how long we've been are, are guys. And wow. my husband first meeting me like a 
we dated probably like six years before getting there. Like if we saw each other's friend circles, he definitely saw I had a lot of guy friends, these indispensable diehards. Die it's almost like, you know, when you're, you're dating, you're trying to um, prove yourself to the person's friends. And he knew that like, if these people did not approve of him, he had a lot of work to do. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love it. Um, and definitely I, I get it. Um, the dynamic of being friends with guys, I can't say I've ever had a friendship with guys where we did not go through a phase where one or the other was attracted to each other mm -hmm. before getting into that next phase of like true friendship. Mm -hmm. At some point, there was some attraction, something, you know, men, female attraction that happened. And I know I wish like, that cliche wasn't true, but from my experience, definitely every guy friend, at some point, one of us were attracted to each other, and then we got beyond that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I give a lot of praise to my husband. He's definitely, you know, progressive. He, he He's not put off by me hanging out with a guy or, or anything like that. Um, I think for both of us um, and our relationship, we're very much about, I know you, my, like my relationship is with you. If anything happens, I don't blame anybody but you. <laughs> because <laughs> this is, I'm having a relationship with you and not these other people. Temptations like are all around us all the time, friends, not friends. Um, but my relationship is with you. So if there's something that goes off, I'm not even going to talk to this person to be like, what are you doing? Trying to, I'm going to talk to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that type of trust that we have with each other, um, him, he has girlfriend, like, you know, I can't tell them like, you can only hang out with your gender. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. My husband's like, he has like tons of female friends and like, that's, that's been a little, a little bit of a tricky thing, but, but it's fine. But it's also like, here we are in pandemic. Nobody's hanging out with anybody. Our kids are like at remote school. We have a no, we, we, did, I, did I tell you we have COVID right now? We're getting over COVID. Yeah. So we're like, we are in isolation. This is like, there's nothing happening here. We haven't nothing. been to a restaurant in forever, <laughs> but it really does put, um, this whole pandemic thing really makes it so much more. We're going to wind up here. I, I'll stop talking to you. I let you have your evening, but, um, just a final thought this whole pandemic really puts into perspective how important our female friendships are like you said but but um i think you and i both have talked about this recently on um instagram that like the there's a difference between doing an activity side by side with someone or or you your 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 story actually mentions um you were you're you get caught up in the doing of something um and you miss the opportunities to just like be with each other. Exactly. And it's ironic because if you ask somebody what's a great way to make friends, they're like, join a class, do a volunteer job, you know, get a hobby with somebody that's, you know, join whatever group that does knitting or 
whatever it is and it's like it is nice to stand side by side with someone and you know pack boxes at the food bank of, of groceries or or like do something but you've got to get to that next level somehow yeah yeah and that's hard that's real hard it's real it, hard do you have it, any advice any words of wisdom to, about how to do that to me um it's almost like networking right every time you go to a job they tell you oh here's best practices to network and I'm I'm such a big believer and there has to be a connection um and you will feel empty if you're going in to take something and not give you will come out empty Mm. (laughs) and you'll feel like okay I'm talking to this person but there's nothing there um and to me when it is like you're trying to build like you have to feel that connection don't force it because you'll come out empty um you'll have and there's there's we all know them there's some people who you feel it's superficial it's totally surface but you can't get deeper um and I think a lot of people are looking for deeper. So you want a friend who as much as you guys have all of these do, do, do activities that can also come to your house, drink, you know, juice or wine, watch everyday TV with you and you guys have the best time. So that's the type of relationships you're looking for. You're not looking for friendships where there always has to be this big blowout for you guys to do something together. You want somebody in the down moments and the amazing moments. And this is where you build these the type of friendship that fills you up, that doesn't leave you empty because we're not on all the time and you want somebody to and you're going through it that they're willing to listen they don't always have to say something just listening and that's fundamentally what people are craving for um and those take time which i say um Be patient with people as much as you're patient with yourself Um, because those relationships are commitments and you want somebody as committed as you are. Um, And if they're not, they're not your tribe. (laughs) They're not your tribe. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. So brilliant. And it's not about uh, quantity. It's about quality. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You could have 10, 10 acquaintances in a room and one friend there. Mm-hmm. You can have 10 acquaintances in a room and feel like alone. Alone. Yeah. Yeah. Alone. Oh, I'm sending you a virtual hug. This is so beautiful. <laughs> Isabel, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram. So it's isa.alert with an E at the end. Um, And my website's uh, inwrittenword.com. 
audiblebook.com. I also have a podcast, which is more of audibles of my stories on Spotify. Um, so please check me out. Same thing on Spotify and written word. And um, this is the face behind the pen. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Thank you for having me. And I hope you and your family uh, stay healthy and safe and warm. See, it's all about taking responsibility for our actions and friendship and doing the work to build our friendships back up if we've lost them or find new ones, right? And that also involves work, as we know. But I guess, you know, we recorded this episode a couple of months ago. And so don't worry, I'm over COVID. Um, But now that things are sort of opening back up, or at least, you know, now we're going to be entering territory where we can be outside uh, for the spring and hopefully the summer. And, you know, we're going to be getting together with people again. Perhaps those invitations are going to start rolling in, or perhaps you can take the initiative to invite some folks to a thing, you know, or take a walk with someone or meet at a park or... I don't know, play tennis, something like that. It's all about our responsibility, our actions, our investment, the time we're willing to put in if we want connection. You know, we're in control. We have the reins. We are at the helm, as they say. We have free will. We call the shots of our lives, right? All right, I can't say any more cliches in one episode, so I'm going to sign off. An enormous thanks to Isabel for joining us on the show today. Make sure to check her out on Instagram and go visit inwrittenword.com. Thanks for being here, everybody. Have a beautiful week. Here's to friendship. Bye.